Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Episode number 43 of the podcast. Yes, 43 since the rebrand. A lot more before that, but we've done 43, Irfan. Um, yeah, Nick man. McVicker in studio, joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my buddy, Irfan Manji. How you doing today, man? Great. Happy. I get to use the mic for the second week in a row. <laughs> um, you could see me before the show tilting and playing with it. I am so pumped to use it. That's good, man. But I'm yeah, glad I'm, you have I'm, a new I'm toy. Great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Yeah, everything's good. Um, just trying to stay focused. And we got a lot to talk about, so focus is a good thing. Um, this week we got NFL fans maybe not being able to watch games this year in stadiums. We have a new segment coming up after that. And of course we will finish off with our tire fires of the week. But first let's start with our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punchers in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabriel, are both university of Guelph alumni. And after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. This week in our kickoff segment, I want to talk a little footy and I want to talk about the big decision handed down by UEFA this week as Man City will be able to play in Champions League after having a two-year ban removed after an appeal process. Now, for those of you who don't know what happened, Man City was in the FIFA Fair Play regulations and deemed to have broken the regulations because back when Etihad purchased the naming rights to the stadium, the Abu Dhabi Prince, who has a stake in the company, um, put a little more extra money in the deal that wasn't ever mentioned on any official documents. Roughly 60 million pounds is what I've heard. Now, unfortunately for UEFA, there is a moratorium on how long evidence can stay in an appeal. And because the appeal took a while and the actual infraction was over five years ago, the evidence kind of got sort of thrown out, per se. Even though it's still there, it's sort of thrown out. So they had to basically go against their initial ban. I think it's a load of crap. I think they should have still gotten a year. But because they went, they, they followed the rules technically and the ban is now removed. So, Irfan, what do you think about this? I think it's a load of crap. I mean, I think it's a load of crap, not because, you know, City didn't get banned, but the fact that the fair play needs to be adjusted or modified in a way to say that, you know, if you do this, 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 and this, you're an automatic ban. You can't just throw out a two-year ban and then all of a sudden go... 
all right, so, like, the last five years, uh, we can't really, um, you know, we can get enough information and then call it that, you know, that, right. that, that, that that's how they did. Like, I'm reading a bunch of articles, and they're just saying that, you know, within the last five years, this hasn't happened. And I was like, okay, so then why even bring the charge up and fine um, them whatever they did and then wanting to suspend them for the two years? Like, it doesn't make sense at that point. It's like, you found something there must have been good enough proof and evidence against it. So then why the hell are they going away scot-free? $10 million or 10 million pounds is what they've been fined only because they stood in the way of the, the, the investigation. I'm sorry, but if you're going to stand in the way in the investigation, the way that city did, they must be guilty at some point in time. I, I agree with you 100%. And that's why like I'm, I'm having problems with it. I think and like obviously i have a bit of a bias and i'm i'm okay stating that i don't like how city went and bought a title and now we find out that they were doing it against the fifa fair play regulations so that's even worse but honestly if they cheated they cheated it's the same thing that we could talk about with the astros right we, and we've talked about that one ad nauseum but if they cheated they cheated they need to be punished and i don't think either of these teams in these two scenarios, were punished properly. Like, the Astros got off basically scot-free. They got to keep their World Series title. Not a single player was suspended. They lost their manager for a year, and that sucks, but it's going to be a year where they're playing 60 games. <laughs> and it doesn't really matter. No. City are going to get away with... Basically, they, they sucked this year from their standards and they finished second so they're going to get a chance in the Champions League again like I, I, it just doesn't sit right with me and I feel like I I think and I would like to think that if it was united in the same spot that I would have the same feelings again I wouldn't know until that actually happens but if they did it as bad as everyone said, and they were going to get a two-year ban from European competition, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that, that that's true. Then you got to do something. You got to say, like, hey, no, like, you did cheat the rules. Like, maybe we can't give it you was, a two-year ban. Give them a one-year ban then. Yeah. It wasn't an empty accusation. It no. It clearly made it two years. Like, you talked to um, a couple of years back, Milan were um, banned from the Europa League for breaching the contract right. right like breaching overspending and you know o- only because they were like messing up the cap by like 30 million right euros or, like it was, it's a weird amount and but they also overspent and you can't tell me that milan spent more money than city have in the last three four years god no no one spent as much I mean? money as city had at that yeah, point so that, that's what i don't understand is like you're you're slapping you know you're putting these massive bands on all these teams but then City walks away. Is it like, what is going on? What, right. Like, what what was conclusive enough for you to say that? Yeah, two years is. Oh yeah, we were wrong. Here's a ten million. Like I, I don't know. Well, the fact that they're still know? technically getting a ten million dollar fine means that they did something wrong. Right. Like clearly yeah. they did something wrong. That's 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 goes without saying, and that's what's frustrating me is that they're they're getting away and going to be able to play Champions League. Like. If this was PSG or Juve, let's say, mm-hmm. right, that are found to have done that, do you think they're getting off scot-free? 
Uh, after this, yeah, I think they are. Well, I'm saying, like, if this hadn't happened, if this was Juve or PSG and they, they got away with it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think maybe because the FA is so strong in England that that that's why the, the governing body was scared of maybe handing it in. I don't know. I can't tell you there. But I, but, I think at this level, probably not because they're, they're two main important teams in the Champions League bringing in money, PSG and Juve. So I... I don't think that they would have done it. Okay, well, let's say, like, what about Dortmund? Not that they're ever going to do it because they have one of no, the best academies in the world, well. but, like... Oh, yeah. I mean, they'd probably lose um, some young players or they won't be able to sign some young players for... Right. It would have been something. Right. Um, the, Chelsea, what did Chelsea do? You know, they, they... I don't think it was fair play related, but it was, like, picking up youngsters, but at the same time, they were banned and had to develop within so i i don't know like i think because these teams are going to be bringing in money for the champions league they don't want to lose that revenue and, and that's what i'm wondering like money every time i think the better question would have been let's say it was lester who did it do you think uefa mm-hmm. is going to take the appeal properly for lester no no because no. not only are they going to uphold the band or like partial part of the band so that right. one year for example and they're going to be charged not 10 million for obstructing they're going to be charged like 30 million for obstructing and that's what, that's what i'm saying because city is a big enough draw in champions league do you think that had a, a play and that's that's kind of a terrible way to think of it but it's probably part of the reason that they're getting away with a 10 million dollar fine or a 10 million euro fine as opposed to two-year ban I would have been fine if they had knocked it down to one. I really would have been. I think that would be... It might not be proper. Like, they probably should have gotten two years. Mm -hmm. But at least banning them for a year from from European competitions or dropping them down to Europa for a year. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. Like, I would have been fine with that. Because then it's still a punishment. They're playing Europa League as opposed to Champions League. Like, that hurts. As a United fan, I'm fully aware of how much that hurts. We want it, though. We're still in it. Yeah. But it's just like little things like that piss me off. And it's the same thing with the Houston Astros and them getting off very, very much scot-free. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just sucks. If you're accusing, there's enough evidence to accuse. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Yeah. So. What are you going to do? Wait. We were not part of the decision process. We were not part of the appeal process. We sit here and analyze. That's what we are good at. Um, any other comments on this? Or Nothing. should we move just, on? We should move on only because Mourinho was hilarious. I don't know if you got a chance to read it. He was just like, I can't do the Mourinho voice, but um, he was obviously disappointed. Klopp was disappointed. So, I mean... Like we said earlier, let's let's fix the rules, make them concrete, and be like, if there's any sort of inflation or misinformation or tax invasion issues, like, sorry, but here's the minimum fine. Right. Well, they have the rules in place for a reason. <laughs> like, ugh, whatever. They clearly haven't been used. I also love the fact that Guardiola is like, all these managers need to come back and apologize and stop talking shit about us because clearly we, we didn't do anything. It's like, yes, you did. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we see PSG or Barcelona or Real Madrid in, in these talks eventually, too, with how much they've spent over the last couple of years. 
Yes, so. but the different the difference might be is that their their owner group ownership group stated outright like, "Yep, no, oh, we we're giving this much money." <laughs> yeah, I think that might yeah. be the difference. Whereas the city guy didn't. So, yeah. um. But that'll do it for our kickoff segment, sponsored by the Canada Kicking Academy. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Daniel and Gabe are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. Great follow. They're doing a lot of one-on-one trainings right now due to COVID, so make sure you sign up as soon as you can. Let's move on, Irfan, and we're going to go from one footy to another. Kind of. (laughs) Same name. And the NFL, some teams have come out this week and started saying, giving restrictions on when fans are going to be able to attend games. First one that came out actually was the Eagles, and they said no one was coming to games. They've since backtracked on that, and I want to read it. Um, They say, we are gathering information in Philadelphia. Regardless, there is no impact on other stadiums. Decision on the number of fans at stadiums will be determined by a market-to-market basis. That was the NFL statement on on Philadelphia making the decision to say no one's coming. Um, They've since gone back and said, well, it's actually a fluid situation and we might be able to allow fans in at some point but we got to stay in accordance with health and safety protocols as well as league protocols so basically they went yeah no one's coming and then "Ah, we'll see because everyone got really mad at them (laughs) they got a lot of backlash for it they got a lot of backlash um since then a couple other teams have come out most notably green bay um saying that there will be no fans at any training camp preseason game and possibly no fans uh, for the first couple regular season games, um, sort of depending. They they said straight out, like, the situation can change day to day, but we will not be having fans at our preseason games. So they've made that pretty clear, um, which I think is great. Whether or not they stick to it is a whole other <laughs> issue. Um, we're going to see more, and I, I have no doubt in my mind that the NFL is going to come out probably and say no fans at preseason games. I think that might be the smartest way to go about it as of right now. Um, I don't know. What's your opinion, Irfan? Agreed. Um, I mean, I'll go quickly back to the Philly decision. I don't think they should have outright said that we will not have this, this, and this. I think it should have been more of a fluid conversation, which is what they did when they tracked back and, and made that adjustment. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with no fans, only because like the States is still the highest um, – number of cases in the united states and this is like do you really think the numbers are going to influence or change in the next month or next couple weeks like what we've seen the last four months is it just keeps spiking well i don't know if you've seen the news but apparently the numbers are wrong oh is this is this from uh trump administration (laughs) no this is like actual news reporting uh apparently some some of the counties were reporting double positives I don't know. It's a whole story. I don't have a whole lot of information. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I've been seeing on a couple news outlets. I still think no fans is good for me. Um, I'd rather not have 5,000 people because, I mean, we saw what Florida beaches do when people go crazy. 
I don't think they want that in the stadiums and then the teams being held accountable for letting these people in. I'm, I'm sure they'll sign a waiver saying that um, whatever you catch, you catch. Um, it's part. Of, it's technically part of every ticket if you actually read the tickets. Yeah. Um, I say no fans for a while until there's some sort of vaccine, but that's my opinion on that. Yeah. Um, in terms of it impacting the rest of North American sports, uh, I don't think there'll be fans. Like, the NHL restart won't have any fans. Um, soccer hasn't had any fans, so... They've had I mean, virtual fans, though. They've had agreed, but they haven't had, like, in-person fans. So no. I think if you want to sell a ticket, maybe make a virtual thing where you have free access to the entirety of the game and people can see you cheering or whatnot. But yeah. um, definitely don't charge them $300 a ticket to virtually it's stream only the Leafs. <laughs> but, uh, no fans is good I, I think people can see the game and see the updates via social media via tv via online streaming which by the way has been working fine for the other sports in yep. europe so i and, see nothing wrong uh, i i agree with you on that I, I think it makes sense to hold fans until they can make sure they're safe. Like a couple other teams have come out, like the Patriots have said that they aim to admit 20% capacity at Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. Right? Pending state and local approval, of course. Yeah. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. you have Jacksonville announced that they intend to have 25% capacity at TIAA Bank. Mm-hmm. Which would mean that they indicate that would be less than 14,000. At home, or that's sorry, that's the Ravens. The Ravens have also indicated they plan to have less than fourteen thousand fans at home games. And you know what? Like, if they can figure it out, that's fine. But if they, if it's not safe, why would you do that to people? Because you know people want to go. Like, yes. it's killing me that I haven't been to a sporting event in a while, whether it be the youth team that I used to coach or my own sporting event or something. It kills me that I haven't been to a sporting event in a while. Right. But is it worth it? I'm going to go with no. (laughs) No. Like, do you really want to be exposed? No. And like, we're looking at, you mentioned the other leagues and like the MLS is going on right now and they've, they've done a fairly decent job with their bubble by the sounds of it after getting Dallas and Nashville removed from the tournament and out of the bubble. But like there's still the risk mm-hmm. and there's a risk when you're having people come in and out of the bubble, like staff for the ESPN wide world of sports or the hotels or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's or where the, the risk delivery. comes in one, one slip up. And that one player then goes and talks to a bunch of other players. And those players go and talk to a bunch of other players, one slip up. And this whole tournament could be derailed, mm-hmm. but it's going off fairly well. And like, I've watched a lot of the matches, um, some of the games have been sloppy, but it's beginning of the season, basically. You kind of expect it. Yes. Um, some of them have been very entertaining. TFC can't figure out how to hold a goddamn lead. Um, Sporting Kansas City almost blew a two-man advantage yesterday. Like... <laughs> It's it's the it's the early preseason jitters. But the, the in, figure it out. The, for most of the time, it's been fairly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say they need a better soundboard operator because the guy mutes everything if there's a possible 
swear word from the field level mics instead of just turning the field level mics down, which I don't understand. <laughs> uh, it, it baffles me because I've been in those soundboard operating rooms and like you have the play by play is usually one input, color commentator is usually a second input, and you have a bunch of different mics. Go down and up on those. Like I don't know why. Yeah, unless if you're looking for somebody to run your soundboard, um, I got Nick McVicker here to <laughs> happily do it for you. I will. I would love to do that. Are you kidding me? Now I don't That'd know what great. they're using. They might be just using a single feed, and that then then they're doing it right. But if they're using multiple feeds, like I just don't. I don't get it. Um, I also do like the fact that the play-by-play and color commentators are not at the stadiums. So I think that's a great thing. I like that too. Like that, uh, yeah. It also proves that you don't have to be at the stadium to call a game. Yeah. Go figure, yeah. right? Um, but there's so much that the NFL needs to put together before they can even put a season in place. And the fact that teams are coming out now and saying they want to have this many people at, at the games is just like, just wait. <laughs> yeah, just, just wait until you get... Wait till your numbers at least taper off. Or just, you know, over. wait until they can guarantee there's a season. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. At this point, we don't even know if they're going to be able to put a season on. We're expecting them to be able to. We're just, yeah. We have no idea. Because the mm-hmm. there's no way to know at July 18th whether or not they're going to be able to put a season on starting in September. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's just physically no way yeah, to know just that. wait for the league to make their statements and come up with something saying that yes or no or yeah like it just doesn't make sense and like we're seeing it with the mlb is that like they're right up about to start a travel season they're going to be the first team to start a travel season right we're almost there which is dumb but yes i agree but regardless it's happening um but we're going to see how that works with no fans because they they said there are no fans, which is smart. If that can go off without a hitch, and that's a big if, because there are so many variables that are going to come into play. Um, If that can go off without a hitch, then the NFL might have a chance to get their season off and running. But if the MLB struggles and they can't finish the season. Let's say they get through, like, 20 games and then have a slew of outbreak, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. If that happens, the MLB season will be obviously shut down. I, I would assume they're not going to... St- if there's a big outbreak, they're not going to, like, punish one team. Uh, it's last team standing. Sorry. That's how you win the World <laughs> Series this year. The Jays might be okay, then. <laughs> Once we get past our Florida trip... <laughs> um, but... If they can't get the season done, that seriously impacts a travel season in the NFL. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not they can figure it out. Um, I hope that they can because I do like watching NFL football, and I'm not going to lie. It's a Sunday thing. You just turn on the NFL at 1 in the afternoon if I'm not working. Boom. Yeah. Football. You got something for a couple of hours. The rest of the day. I was going to say, you got something pretty much the rest of the day, except for like one hour around dinner time. Yeah, yeah they're like, go eat and come back. <laughs> but it, that is going to be the big selling point. If they can get a season off, then you can start talking about maybe having fans in. But until you can guarantee me that there's a season, why are we talking about having fans? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
Uh, this is probably just the way the team's trying to market it and stay on top of it from any sort of fan backlash. But you're jumping ahead of the game. No, I agree. You're way ahead of the game. <laughs> like, it's a useless being that far ahead of the game. Because you're, you're just asking for fans to get mad at you later when you say, oh, but we you said we were going to have 20%. Yeah, but... Yeah, and now it's down to 0%. <laughs> just, just be smart. Wait. Or just say, hey, we're waiting for more information. It's a fluid situation. That works perfectly fine. Look how easy that was. <laughs> that just means, okay, it's fine. I might get a season. I might not. I'm okay with it. Like, It's just like I- us in studio. It's a fluid situation when you guys will be back in studio with me. <laughs> exactly. That means it's not that it won't happen. It will. Just wait for it. Wait for it? <laughs> no, it'll be interesting. And I, I'm I'm interested to see how they pull it off. I'm more interested to see how the MLB does to pull it off. I think the whole travel idea right now is bonkers. Especially with two teams in... Florida and Arizona and like it's yeah, I'm super I'm super interested to see how they're going to contain the players from airport to stadium back like how is that like what's the plan like I don't know if I've seen anything uh everything that I've heard is just pretty much they're gonna charter buses and or travel like limos or something I'm not sure but they're gonna try they're gonna charter them specifically Straight from here, this is where you pick up. You you get off the plane, you go straight onto the bus. The bus takes you to the hotel. You go right from the bus to the hotel room. Okay. Everyone knows which room they're in. You're not walking around waiting. You're not standing in the lobby. You go straight from the hotel room back to the bus. The bus takes you to the, the field. Okay. You go straight into the change room. Straight from the change okay. room after onto the bus back okay. to the hotel. That's what I've heard. That's what they're doing. I know for a fact any team that comes to Toronto, they get a bus straight from the airport to the hotel, or to the Rogers Center, sorry. And they go in the Rogers Center, and then from the Rogers Center, they go through uh, into the hotel attached. So, like the Jays right now. like Toronto is the only team that has a legitimate bubble. Because they don't have to take multiple transportations. Once you get dropped off at the stadium, you have your the hotel is there, the stadium is there, all the practice stuff is there. there. Everything is there. You don't you can't go anywhere else. They have a legitimate lockdown. And it brought up the whole Travis Shaw comment, um, which is beside the point where he initially said that he wasn't going to be able to do it for multiple months, and then he came back and said, "Listen, I was frustrated. Um, obviously, I want to play. I'm going to stay in the bubble." Like, that's yeah. not an issue, but I was frustrated when I sent that tweet out. Looking back, I realized I shouldn't have done that. Um, but, it, but it could be like, hey, we're not going to stay in the bubble. Right? Like, players from other teams might come into Toronto and be like, oh, we don't want to stay in the bubble. Like, why, why do we have to stay in the bubble? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anyone in particular. Like, I don't know if anyone's stupid enough to do that, but it, it's a possibility, right? So Immediately find... 750k. Goodbye. But that's for Toronto players. I don't know if it's the same no, it for... for Trump. I'm just saying that come up with a fi- uh, fine, come up with yeah. some sort of reprimand. Um, I don't know. I'm very interested. I don't know either. Yeah. 
interested to see how this is going to work because I sort of got if it hits 20 games and we have like 100 cases in those 20 games, I'll be like, well, Hub City, Hub City should have been your first thought. Hub City. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I don't know if it makes sense to if if there's if there's a hundred cases in twenty games they they gotta shut it down if they don't they're stupid. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, we're making pretty good time here. We are gonna start a new segment today, Erfan. Yeah. Yay! And it's kind of a fun one, and it it does come out of sort of the times and how. There's a few teams that need to do this, but we're going to start a segment called Name Change. And what we're going to do in this is we're going to take a current team name and we're going to scrap it and rebrand the team. Okay? Makes sense? Yep. Simple enough? Simple enough. Um, we're going to start with some that have to be changed because, you know, why not? Uh, first one we're going to do is the Washington Football Club. And no, I will not use the name that they currently are or were because they're not anymore. It's officially been retired. Um, we're going to start with Washington. And we got Kyle's in for input as well. But we each picked a team name and sort of did a redesign or found one online that we liked. I think all three of us found one this time around. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a fun little thing that we're going to do. And it won't be every week. But let's start with this one, okay? Would you like to go first? Would you want me to read Kyle's or do you want me to go first? Uh, you do Kyle's and yours, and then mine ties in with my tire fire. Perfect. All right, let's do that. So, Kyle found a tweet that he really liked the redesign, and honestly, it's a really cool logo. It's a really it's cool. cool redesign. I'm really not cool. I'm not 100% sold on the jersey, um, just because they just went all white with like a little outline of a number. Um, but the the logo is really nice. Um, the name is pretty good, and it's by. It was found on the Twitter account of at underscore Dizzy DT. I don't know if he was the original. I can't say if he was the original or not, but regardless, um, Kyle went with the Red Wolves. Now, I told my mom that Washington might use Red Wolves as a possible rebrand, and she's like, are there actual things called Red Wolves? And I actually had to look it up. It is a type, a type of wolf. It's actually a fairly big wolf, too. Um... But I mean, like that's that's a pretty solid name, Irfan. What do you think? I like it. I really, really like the design that uh, Kyle sent to us as well. Like the the link to it. Yeah. It it was really smooth, like very clean, um, super cool. Um, I liked it. What do you think of it? I like it. I mean, Red Wolves is a solid name, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's a fairly big wolf and not like a little tiny thing. No. Um, that no. does help, obviously. Um, the logo is really clean with the sort of lion head coming out of the side of the R with a crown on it. Sort of, th- it it is very very clean. Um, I would like to see something like that in the running, but obviously we're gonna see. Um, it's a, it's a good name. Whether or not they it's in the running, we don't really know, and that's that's one thing that's kind of tough is that. We kind of don't know. They're, they they apparently trademarked like 40 names. And now there's a problem because some guy also tried to trademark them. Some just random guy because he knew what was coming. Um, so it's tough. And for those wondering, there's 
we're all coming up with names or we found names that we kind of liked. We're trying to just see what, what works. Red Wolves should be in the running and should be up there for sure. Yeah. And Kyle was admin. As soon as I asked him, that was he sent me the tweet. He's like, yeah. this is the one. He's, it's not even like, uh, give me a sec. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like immediate. He had it ready to go. In the group chat between the three of us trying to get ready for this week. He sent it. He knew. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right, I guess it's my turn. All right, my team name, and I don't know if they're going to try to do something with this just because it also has some different background, Uh, but I really like the name The Washington Red Tails, and it does have a connection to the Tuskegee Airmen, which is a positive uh, thing in American history, sort of. Obviously, the airmen weren't 100% recognized at the time, but now are recognized as some of the greatest fighter pilots in American history. Um, honoring the famed Tuskegee Airmen would be huge, especially right now where they're trying to dig themselves out of the grave that they've built for themselves the last couple years. It could be a nice homage. Um, I found a really nice logo uh, on Twitter, um, the one that I'm looking at right now is the tweet was from William Lex Ham or Will Lex Ham, um, and it literally just has like a fighter pilot or a fighter jet in the middle of a circle, very clean. They also have like a secondary logo with a helmet, and I really don't like that one because it looks racist. It's kind of the whole point that they're doing this rebrand, so I'm guessing that's probably not what they're going to be aiming for um, be in the rebrand. But the but the airplane in the middle of the logo looks really, really clean. If they go with something like that, they're going to be doing something really, really nice. Um, again, paying homage to the Tuskegee Airmen is probably a positive, probably will help build a little bit of fandom back. I guess, after everything that they've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I Again, it was such a good choice as well. Like, I know you also said, hey, like, let's do a rebrand, but this is mine, so nobody take it, because you had <laughs> to go as well. I think I was the one that struggled with it, because I was flip-flopping between two. But, no, I like it. I like the fact that it pays homage to... Um, you know, what Red Tails actually means. I'm like, the airmen, I think it's great, but we'll see what they decide. But you and Kyle both picked two solid choices there. They're yeah. clean. They look good. I think you can keep the, the current color scheme that they're that the football club already has um, to an extent. Um, and I think it'll look dope. Yeah, it does. And sorry, I found an even better tweet now from Darren Ravel, who has a bunch of different variations. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them even has a jersey, which... I like because the helmet looks like a like a fighter pilot helmet. The way they designed it, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's it's nice to see sort of a throwback or a homage to something that was very positive for Americans. Like it's at the time, it was a little bit controversial, but now you can see that those those pilots were some of the best of the best. And to give a little bit of homage, especially in Washington, um, 
I think would be a very positive for the team who now have to dig themselves out of an absolute mess that they've created. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but it's, it's, it's something that probably needs to be done. Um, so that's why I, I like the Red Tails name. I think it's probably one of the leaders right now based off what I've seen on social media. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. So you are up, my friend. Uh, I did the Washington Warriors. Warriors. Um, yeah, it took a while to kind of come to it because I was like going through like the Washington history. I was looking at like what their flower was, what their animal was. Um, what's the biggest monuments? Like, could, you know, could I pick something? Because I wanted to try and stay away from what I've seen throughout uh, Twitter and stuff. And it was just like, okay, well, at one point I was like, Washington Union could work because it'd be like Philadelphia Union. And I was like, maybe that would pose an issue. 100% um, it would. <laughs> yeah. And then I, <laughs> but then I kind of settled on Warriors. And I know um, the Golden State Warriors in the NBA, that will probably cause an issue. So I don't know if my choice will go through, but um, having a shield and sword sort of as an arrow or something like that incorporated in this logo would, I personally think would look really cool. You can keep the colors, you can keep the scheme, you can keep most of the merch, um, and it would deviate away from whatever controversy uh, the club has brought in regarding the logo. Right. And you and me talked about it because we were thinking about like trying to create our own logos. We ended up not doing that for this one. We might do it for some of the other ones. Um, but yeah, like a nice shield with you can have like the gold around the outside and more of the burgundy sort of inside, right? Um, yeah. W, like a, like a solid broken down sort of W look like you see. I don't know. Like I always go back to 300, you know, the Spartan logo on the shields yeah. that they have, like how it's sort of it, just yeah. like worn down, but like you could still vividly see it. Like something like that with the W and then have like a sword in behind with a DC on the hilt. Yeah. Just to pull, like just to pull everything sort of together. Um, yeah. I agree. And there's a, there's a couple really good variations of it. Um, I'm looking at one right now that was posted by Seabass904 um, with jerseys, but the logo itself is pretty clean. And you, this one has an arrow with a feather, and you and me actually talked about this one. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say ad nauseum, but a lot. Yeah. And how I'm not sure if they're going to want to keep sort of the feather look. Um yeah, for sure. Moving least, forward. be very reminiscent of what they're trying to move away from. Exactly. I mean, it looks great, don't get me wrong. I really like that part of the logo, but um, you also don't want to bring even more controversy to what's whatever's been happening. Yeah, and that, that's sort of what I'm feeling as well. Like, I like, I do like the logo. I think if, if that was the original logo, we wouldn't be having the same issues right now. If the Washington Warriors with this sort of thing or, you know what, even if it was the original name with this sort of logo as opposed to the side-on face view, we might not be having as big of a conversation as we are right now. But, unfortunately, because of what they have the team name as and because of what the logo was for the last God knows how many years, we're now having to change the 
conversation and we're going to have to change the logo. And I don't think a feather will make it into the new iteration of the Washington Football Club's logo or the name or anything. Yeah, whatever looks any remotely close to whatever the original logo was probably won't make it. No. Maybe Um, a helmet, but that's about it. Yeah, the like, but you see on social media that a lot of people don't want to go away from the Native American themes. And it's okay. just like, okay, but that's the whole reason you're in this mess right now to begin with. Like, why wouldn't you? So it depends on how much, how far the ownership group wants to go and how much they want to change. If they want to honor the Native American theme that they've had, or if they want to move away so that they don't get in trouble for having a Native American theme. Like, it's sort of one of those, it's going to be up to the ownership group. If they're looking to honor, then they need to do what the Edmonton team, the CFL team does, where they go and talk to the local community and local right. tribes and the local chiefs. Like, that's a step, but we haven't heard anything of that sort coming out of the Washington. Absolutely, and that's that's the difference. And mm-hmm. obviously, we now know that Edmonton Eskimos will no longer be the Edmonton Eskimos. And again, it's very it's it's a different situation for sure. It's coming out of the same problem with Washington, but the Eskimos are obviously a very different situation. Obviously, I have no problem saying their their nickname. Um, no, but they are changing as well, and we'll probably be doing theirs next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just the little things, and um, we're gonna continue to do this and rebrand teams, hopefully with our own logos moving forward. Although I don't know if we're going to be coming up with a new logo for Edmonton, considering they said they want to keep their logo. I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Their goal is to keep the double E, which means I guess that they're going to have a team name. Emus. They're going to have a team name with an E. <laughs> emus. We're going to call them the Emus now. There's some really cool names out there. Um, I have one that I really like. Which will never happen, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Color scheme? Would it be with the same green color? Scheme same color scheme yellow? and everything. Nice, but it will never happen because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I'm still gonna do it next week or whenever we do the Edmonton rebrand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who knows? By next week, they might have a new name already, and that'll be just totally thrown out the window. Yeah, then we'll just move on to the next controversial team. Or we'll just pick a random team at that point. Because that's the fun of this. We're going to pick random teams moving forward and just rebrand them. So we might rebrand Manchester United. They might no longer be the Red Devils. Yeah. It might be something else. Or we might rebrand the Calgary Flames. I think we should rebrand Manchester City and call them Fair Play. Too soon. <laughs> oh, Arfon, this is why I love you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. That, that was that was a good one. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for the name change segment this week. We got three different options. We're gonna post it on Twitter. Uh, see which one you guys prefer with the pictures as well. Um, that we found. Obviously, we didn't create any of them. All rights are not ours, but we're going to post them with them because we think I think these people have done a fantastic job. Um, let's move on to another great segment, Tire Fires. Mm-hmm. Irfan, 
continuing on from the Washington Football Club. Hold on, hold on. Before you do that, hold on. Before you do yes, that, I forgot. Yes, yes. We have to announce the winner from last week. Oh, yeah. On the very delayed uh, <laughs> Twitter poll and polls across the board, um, it finally went up. It took me like three days. For some reason, Twitter was not liking me last week, and I apologize, folks. Um, but we have a winner, and you won week one, my buddy. Bitegate is our winner as Lazio's Patrick took it upon himself to sink his teeth into opponent, quite literally, and bit the Lecce uh, attacker, or defender, I'm not actually sure, Julio uh, Donati. Um, so that will now be going up against our tire fires from this week. And Irfan, I will allow you to continue with your tire fire from this week. I apologize for interrupting. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so staying on the theme of the Washington Football Club, they are my tire fire. Um, I thought, you know, the logo being as bad as a controversy as it was this week, there was more issues coming out of the football club. Um, we have ex-Washington staffers detailing sexual harassment. How many? Um, 15? 15. 15. Uh, we have a bunch of, um, like, three personnel leaving. So one retired, two got fired. Um, we have the fact that um, the NFL is now joining the probe with the sexual harassment cases. So we're going we're gonna to get to the bottom of this. Um, yeah, we are. I, we better. Um, not just a slap on the wrist, but an actual, an actual ruling and not fine or whatever it is like something something huge um and then uh, in 2018 uh former defensive player swearer sewerger i can't say his name swearinger 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 yeah. uh thank you came up with um text messages from former coach jake gruden um detailing you know physical something some sort of altercation or um some issue there so that's another thing that kind of caught my eye. And then the fact that EA Sports is going to remove the name and the logo from Madden uh, 21 uh, when players are connecting online. So it would just be a, a Washington Football Club and a blank. It'll probably just be the logo NFL logo. Until, yeah. Till, till uh, a name is thing. So like the fact that the Washington Football Club has been in the news and we've talked about it extensively for multiple reasons. They are my tire fire. The only positive I can come out with this is Ron Rivera has been huge. He's been so vocal about the logo, about the situation. Um, so props to him for, for being there and speaking up because I appreciate at least one voice coming out of that locker room or yeah. out of that management. And, you know, he's not forced to say things like Dan Schneider and family are. He's actually coming out himself saying, like, I want to be here, so I'm going to fight for it. So right. kudos to him, but... They are my tire fire for the amount of shit that's happened. And the EA thing, I think, does it doesn't really constitute a tire fire uh, because that's sort of just what EA has to do if a team is changing their logo. It's the <laughs> same thing that back when Vegas was coming into the league, mm-hmm. right? And all we knew was that it was Las Vegas. I remember they just had Las Vegas and the NHL logo, mm-hmm. right? So, like... That's just it's a not normal a huge game. Tire fire. It's just another thing that that adds on. You know, yeah, that adds on to it. Like it's Agreed. not a huge thing. I probably wouldn't have uh, mentioned it until I saw it this morning. And I'm like, you know what? 
let me add some proof. At least I have, <laughs> you know, evidence for something. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, 100%. And um, it's kind of just a mess over there. <laughs> and they can't figure it out right now. And they're going to have to figure it out real quick because... The sooner are, the better, because yeah. the, the the sexual harassment cases that are on the go, they will need a ton of focus, and they will be a ton of focus. So yeah. Um. So yeah, what's yours? So that's your DC disaster. I love it. Um, mine is. I'm gonna go over to the EPL, and I could easily just go with UEFA and say that they botched the Man City appeal, but I won't. I'm actually going to rip on my own team as well as two others, but that's besides the point. And I'm going to talk about the race for third, or I should say the falling over and tripping each other for third race that is occurring in the EPL with Chelsea, Leicester, and United all just pooching it. Last week, um, playing not great teams, by the way. Um, Chelsea had the toughest match playing Sheffield United. But Chelsea and Leicester both lost. And United, with a chance to jump into third, decided that drawing Southampton was the way to go. It's just baffling to me these teams struggling down the stretch like Leicester are only have two wins out of their last five matches which is just not going to cut it if you're in a race for Champions League and now there's a legitimate race for Champions League let's not forget that with City being back in the Champions League there's only two spots for these three teams before it was three spots for the three teams with City being banned. Now there's only two, which means one of these three teams is going to be very unlucky and not make it into Champs League. United have been doing their part for the most part all the way through. Now they've had some pretty easy competition, I'm not going to lie. They played Brighton, Bournemouth, Villa, Southampton, and then Crystal Palace. Which means not a single one of those teams is in the top half of the of the division. The highest ranked team is Southampton at 12. So that says a lot. But they're 4-0-1 in their last five matches with one draw coming, as I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. It just baffles me that they, they these teams are just struggling down the stretch. Even I could even throw Liverpool into the mix as oh, well. They've, they've struggled wow. as well uh, since the restart. And now they've already clinched the, the the table, so they they have the Premier League trophy. They had a chance to break City's record for points. That's now out the door after their loss this week. I know that there's not a whole lot to play for, but Champions League means something, and these teams need to figure it out. And between Chelsea at three and Man U at five, there's one point separating them. Each team has two matches remaining. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to figure it out and i'm pretty sure united has a tough match coming up yeah they, they play, play they play leicester at the end at the end of the game at the end of the season they play west ham or leicester they play west ham this upcoming week on wednesday 22nd and then they end the 
end with Leicester. Then they end with Leicester. Leicester has obviously United at the end and Tottenham. Spurs. So that's not fun for them. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea have Liverpool, Liverpool and then Wolves. Yeah. Right? So that that's a tough matchup. So realistically, out of the three teams, like United have the easiest route. Yes. Because they have a game against West Ham. Although I don't know if Chelsea playing Liverpool, you can consider that easy the way Liverpool's been playing. You might be able to consider that an easy game. I think it'd be easy because for some reason they're not clicking ever since they've returned. Yeah, after well, I would say after they clinched the division. Once they clinched the division, well, were, it's been were, sort of... They were, subpar, they were subpar against Everton, clinical against Crystal Palace, and then after that, yeah. I guess that's when they clinched, but it just didn't look good. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. And, I mean, Wolves aren't playing, like, world beaters right now either, so that could help Chelsea. But Leicester has to play United the last week. That will probably determine one of the two. I think so, yeah. And it's just it's just a mess, and it's basically tripping to the final, these three teams. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get to I the think, end of the season. I think the three of them are honestly coasting up until the city decision because i think the three of them were like you know what we have a legitimate chance at a champions league all three of us so let's yeah. just keep playing our games and then that comes out and you're like oh now you see some urgency coming out of leicester uh, last game and from chelsea and united and they're like all right i guess we actually have to well i wouldn't say i wouldn't necessarily say like i i included united in this united have actually played pretty well since the return mm-hmm. they they were on a really nice streak there um the draw hurt though. On a week where they could have jumped into third, they needed that. They needed to win that, and they lost, or they drew. And it's just like losing the two points looks really bad. But to be fair, since they came back from the break, they've they've looked really good overall. I just think that knowing United, they're gonna find a way to finish fifth. And it's, I hope not. Just pisses me off. Well, it's it's the way they are. And it'll be interesting. I'm also interested to see how the offseason goes with all the signings and who's going to sign where and what, what teams are going to look like. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do a segment on that. Well, next week we got to talk NHL return. So we already have that done. But yeah. <laughs> but yes, so that is my tire fire. I'm going to call it the Three Stooges. Why not, right? Um. That'll do it for the Tire Fire segment. Make sure you vote. Uh, we will try to get the polls up earlier this week. Yeah, I'm not really sure why Twitter didn't like me last week. I think Twitter was down for most of the week anyway. It was not happy oh, with is. me. Um, but we'll try to get them all over. Um, you can vote on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We added all the votes up. That's how we figure out who wins what. Um, and we'll go from there. Final thoughts, Irfan. We are at the end of the show. What is your final uh, thought of the week? I had one in one sec. Ah, yes, okay, I remembered. Um, it was, I was reading this, it was It was so close to being my tire fire, but uh, Lionel Messi complaining about the team's quality, uh, team's ability to play the last couple of weeks, months, year, since they lost to Roma in the Champions League, Yeah. basically kind of, summarizing it ever since Neymar left the team's been in a different direction and um I I agree with parts of why he's complaining but I don't I don't think he should be complaining I mean 
that team still has enough quality to win. Um, they have very good players, albeit they are aging, but there's enough enough quality in that team. Agreed. So I don't I I, I shouldn't like I, I wasn't expecting him to be, you know, complaining, but he's been very vocal about how this team's doing and how this team's buying players and who they're buying and how they're bringing it in. So I think my final thought is, hey, Leo, you are one of the best best players in the world, if not one of the best players of all time. Dude, come on. Don't need to complain. You've had some very sweet years with um, Barca. So what? You have a year, a down year. That just means that your management needs to do an internal change. And um, I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed with them complaining. They have a very good team, and I think if you asked any of the the teams in La Liga or any of the teams worldwide that would you take the squad that Barca have? And I'm guaranteeing you any owner would be like, yeah, absolutely, because this team is freaking great. So, um, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to defend him a little bit, not okay. not outright, and you're, I know you're not going to like me for it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh. Um, okay. It was after a very, very bad loss to Osasuna. That he made the comments. And he said that basically that if the performance level must get better or else they have no chance of winning the Champions League. Like a lot of the comments were based off of the fact that the team has the talent. Okay, I don't think he's ever he ever ripped on the team, the players themselves. It was just more the tactics that were used and the players weren't playing up to their potential. That was frustrating to him. So I'm going to defend him in that sense because... God, if I was the captain and my team stopped playing, I would be very mad too. Fair, no. Right? I agree. And he basically no. said, like, Madrid is winning all their matches, which is great, but we helped them win the league this year because we just weren't playing how we should. True. So. This too says the coin for everyone listening. but Of course. There you go. We got both sides. And I get what you're saying too, is that he's one of the best players in the world. He needs to go out and prove it, but it's – Soccer is a very, very much a team game, and you can only Agreed, do so he's much. Also, he's also been carrying this team for so many years, and I think he's hit a point in his career where he's aging, and he, he needs some help around him. So come on, Barca, help the man out. If you still want him in his – I still think he's very, very good. So if you still want him to play and produce for you, you're going to have to make a change. And yeah, that's fair. I, I get what you're saying. Totally okay with that. Um, my final thought quickly, um, my final thought is I was super excited to watch the Jays inner squad game this week and I've never been excited to watch an inner squad game in my life. I've never even liked playing in inner squad games in my life, mm-hmm. but it was nice to have baseball back, which sounds so stupid because well, baseball is like even. absolutely painful sport to watch. Actually, before you even said your final thought, I was about to say, let's go Blue Jays, because I figured you'd go down that route. So, it, But I was excited, and I think I was excited more to see some of the young talent that the Jays have, because they do have a ton of young talent mm-hmm. in that roster, including Bo Bichette, who is looking phenomenal in the summer training camp thing against good pitching. Mm-hmm. Um you got Vladdy switching over to first. I wanted to see how that would work, and he looked pretty good. He made a couple nice plays. Um, Santiago Espinal, for those of you who have never heard his name before, watch out. He is going to probably 
break with the squad as a bench player. He's a shortstop naturally, but can play second base as well. Um, I would not be surprised if he gets some playing time this year. Um, giving Bichette a day off or something, or Biggio a day off sort of thing. I wouldn't be surprised at all. He looks really good defensively. Um, Pearson's arm looks great. Pearson looks disgustingly good. Yeah. I was disappointed oh, they didn't give Ze- uh, Austin Martin uh, an at-bat in either of the two televised inter-squad games, but I get it. He's young. He might not have been ready because um, mm-hmm. he came he came to the training camp late sort of thing. But it would have been nice to see him on the field sort Bench of thing. Something. But, again, they're trying to get ready for a season, so they can't be giving people just an at-bat when other players definitely need an at-bat. Like, they gave Travis Shaw an extra at-bat in one of the games. I don't know if you you watch, but they basically, because it's an inter-squad game, they can kind of mess around with the rules. So he batted in, like, the top of the fifth, and then top of the sixth came around, and instead of going to the eighth batter after the seventh batter, Travis Shaw went in, and then the eighth batter came up after him. So they just gave him an extra at bat. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they want them to get their timing and their swing correct. Right, and he missed the first televised near squad game, so giving him an extra at bat there was just sort of something that they wanted to do, um, which I get, and it's smart. Use these games to your advantage. Get different situations going, sort of thing. Um, some of the players are looking really good, and it's exciting to see uh, them being ready. Like. I'm I'm excited for baseball. I'm also skeptical whether or not it'll work. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting. Yep, sure. So that's my final thought, my man. Um, I guess that'll do it for us here this week. Make sure you check us out on all the social media outlets. Garage Door Sport on Twitter, Garage Door Sports. On Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Check out the website, www.garagedoorsports.com. We got a lot going on on there, including our new show, 20 Minutes on Ice. You can check that out as well. Um, Episode 2 is up for that. You can follow each of us on Twitter as well. I am at Nick McVicker. Um, Yes, it says Robert. Don't worry. That's my first name. And you can follow Irfan at Irfan Manji. Um, follow Kyle as well. Obviously, he's not here, but he he's a huge part of this team. So follow him at Kyle Vardy. And yeah, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, let us know, and we will see you next time. <laughs>